Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Jarja Media. Jarja Media is another company that I own. If you are thinking at all of getting a CRM, which you absolutely should have, many of you are paying for one, you're not using it, but you should have it. Took years to build it, it's amazing. If you need a CRM, uh, if you need uh, marketing for your business, if you need websites, if you need transaction coordinators, if you're thinking of hiring a transaction coordinator, which is a great idea, you're gonna wanna go to jarjamedia.com. That's J-A-R-J-A, media, M-E-D-I-A.com, jarjamedia.com. And this episode is also brought to you by my primary company, Jared James Enterprises, where if you need coaching of any kind and you're in the real estate industry, you need coaching, you need training for yourself or for your office or anything like that, you're going to want to check out jaredjamestoday.com. I think you will find that you are glad that you did. You are now listening to Today with Jared James. Hey guys, Jared James here, and welcome to season two of Today with Jared James. I can't believe it, but this is the 30th episode that I'm doing here. Uh, As I say all the time, guys, if you're really enjoying this, you know, I'm going to say right off the bat, though, that one of the things that was really heartening, not disheartening, but heartening, was uh, all the messages I was getting from so many of you, and we were getting in the office where you guys were like, are you still doing the podcast? What's going on here? Are you still doing Jared James Today shows on YouTube? Like, what's going on? And so that was really cool because, you know, I remember making these things and having nobody listen, nobody watch. So the fact that uh, so many of you have made it your routine just means the world to me. So if you would do me a favor, if you enjoy this, uh, you know, uh, no matter where you're, you're listening to it, if you could take a moment, go over, give it a five-star review, write something nice, subscribe on the platform that you are using to listen to this, and share it with someone you think it would be beneficial to. It really helps and... Um, you know, for, for me, you know, I, I really try to take a lot of time or I make a lot of time to do stuff like this. And so it's just kind of a way, look, you're not paying for it, you're not anything else, a way of saying thank you back if you're enjoying the content. So thank you guys. Today, what I want to talk to you about is how to avoid the peaks and valleys of your business. And you know, a lot of times when I talk about these things, um, I try to gear them a little bit towards the real estate industry because we have so many people that follow me that are from the real estate industry. Um, but you know, as many of you know that are listening that aren't even from the real estate industry, it's just you know business overall. These things are just they're just humankind, they're mankind, they're 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 not unique to any set of people, right? And so I want to talk about this because. You know, I've been on the road a little bit lately and I've been really kind of listening to everybody lately. We're getting ready for our advance next month in Nashville. And I've been kind of paying attention to everybody and, and, and hearing you know, what they're going through. And one of the things I see happening with so many people right now is you know, whether you're great at what you do, whether you're kind of okay, or whether you're not great at all, like, there's these peaks and these valleys. And you know, how good you are determines you know, how much of that time is spent in the peaks and how much of it is spent in the valleys. But for so many people, it's been a little bit unavoidable. And quite frankly, it can get overwhelming because you start to wonder, like, you know, is there something wrong? Am I not doing this right? Is, you know, I thought I was really good. Last month I was amazing. And this month things don't seem to be going that, that well. And, you know, what happened? I'm the same person. Why am I experiencing these two different outcomes when I'm the exact same person? And so I want to tell you, first off, you're not alone. That happens with everybody. I want to talk to you a little bit about how to manage that uh, and how to manage those expectations as well. And as usual, there's things you can do to get better, right? The first thing you want to do is you have to get absolutely clear on what you want. And this is the key. 
don't be afraid to start over, right? So you have to get absolutely clear on what you want, and the real key is don't be afraid to start over. Meaning sometimes we get so romantic, we're like married to the idea of what we do even when we don't love it. We're married to the idea of, of how we do things even if they're not working well. You know, I always remember the story of um, I was talking to a lady in my church like 10, 15 years ago, something like that. And, uh, you know, she was just telling me how, you know, in, in her old church, you know, they used to do this. And in their old church, they used to do it that way. And why do they do it this way here in my old church? And I just remember thinking, like, why'd you leave your old church? Right? Like, why, if it was that perfect, why did you, you know? And the flip side of that is that you get people who will call into us. They'll call for, you know, a perfect example is we get a lot of people that call in for uh, coaching consults. And then they get on these consults with our salespeople and they justify everything they do and try to tell our salespeople how great everything is and how great their process is and how great. And it's like, why did you reach out to us then? You know, you've got to be vulnerable enough and strong enough to realize that there's a reason why you're calling, that there's a, you know, that you know there's more for you, that you know that you could be better and that you don't have to be really bad or you know, not doing things, you know, doing things terribly in order to, to know that you want to get better, right? And so we want to first be honest um, about what we want, you know? Do I want to be working all the time? Do I want to have this many transactions going on? Do I want this large of a team? Do I want to be solo? Do I want to hire people? Do I want to not hire people? Do I even like this part of the business? Maybe there's other parts of the business you should be focused in. And when you start to look at that, if you really stopped and kind of said, like, if all things were equal, equal, and uh, me making a change wouldn't hurt anything, wouldn't change anything, wouldn't, you know, anything, what would I be doing? Like, what part of the process would I be covering? Uh, uh, you just start to ask questions like this. Be open enough to ask the questions. And then, don't be afraid to start over. You know, I um, find it very, um, I've always said that I think you're in trouble when you're not willing to ask the questions, right? Like when you're not willing to ask, how am I doing in this area? When you're not willing to ask, uh, how are my processes and my systems looking? When you're not willing to ask, how am I doing in my relationship? When you're not, when you stop being willing to ask, that's usually when you're in trouble because you don't want to ask because you know you're not going to like the answer, right? But when you're willing to ask the question, it's usually because you're willing to make the change. So you always want to keep yourself in a position when you're willing to ask yourself any question, you know? And for some of you, some of you listening, you know just how deep that is. You know, there's many different places you could go to with that. Um, but you've got to be willing to ask the questions of yourself if you ultimately want to make changes for the better. What do I really want? Do I like what I'm doing? What do I like? What do I not like? What, what's my end game? Where do I want to go? Like, you need to know these kinds of questions because... You know, when you look at our industry, for example, when you look at the real estate industry, we're one of the only industries where literally somebody can work six, seven days a week, 10 hours a day, not produce one sale when that's like what our job is. Like you, when, when you go to your conventions, when you are, you know, being put up on a stage like with us in Nashville next month, with all of our students and followers and stuff from around the world, and you're up there. We're not putting anybody up there and asking them, hey, check out John. How many hours did you work last year? Oh my God, look at Susie. 
My God, Susie worked 78 hours last week. Let's give a big hand to Susie. Susie's amazing. That's not what you're judged by. You are not judged by how many hours you work, right? And yet we're one of the only industries where you can work six, seven days a week, 10 hours a day. And the very thing that you're judged by, which is the number of sales that you create, the amount of revenue that you create, you could not create one sale. Like how many of you know someone like that, that could work that many hours, not create one sale, and then somehow we convince ourselves we're doing a good job, right? The truth is we're showing ourselves that we are really good at, at, at being really, really busy but how many times have you guys heard me say, some of us are too busy to be productive, right? Just way too busy to be productive. We don't understand the difference between business, B-U-S-I, and busyness, B-U-S-Y. And that are the, those are the ingredients right there. Uh, that is the, the formula to ultimately get you to that peaks and valleys and really more valleys than peaks when you don't understand uh, how that works. Because what really is gonna happen is, you're going to get locked in. You're working those 10 hours a day, six, seven days a week. You are going to get locked in on, on technically what is good work. And you're going to convince yourself that that good work is necessary because you're taking care of your people. You know, you're putting out fires. You're doing all the things. It's good work. But here's the truth, guys. It's the wrong work. Don't confuse good work for wrong work. Don't confuse wrong work for good work. Just because there's a lot of good things that I could be doing right now. Right now, I'm sitting here shooting this podcast. I could be at a shelter feeding homeless people. That's good. There are literally one million things or more that I could list right now that are good things that I could be doing right now. But it, for me right now, knowing what my purpose is, knowing what my mission is, knowing what I want, knowing that I don't want to experience those peaks and valleys, knowing all of this, I know that if I do that, it's the wrong work because it doesn't fit ultimately what I'm after. It's going to produce peaks and valleys if I start to act like that, right? And that's why some of you listening right now, if you're in the real estate industry and if you're not in the real estate industry, then apply this to yourself. Like it's the same everywhere. That's why so many of you can have a situation where you close five transactions, 10 transactions, 15 transactions, 50 transactions in one month. And you are just, you're going sizzler. Like you're amazing. Like you are, you know, whatever. And then all of a sudden what happens after that, that month? It's crickets, right? I said to an audience I was with yesterday, I said, you can close those 17 deals in one month. You're going absolutely insane. And then all of a sudden the next month, it's like there's tumbleweed hitting you in the leg. Like what happened to everybody? We, we just had a peak. Why are we in a valley right now? And really it's because especially in the real estate industry, everything's so cyclical, what you do now produces itself in the future. And so it's important to also keep in mind that when you're in a peak or when you're in a valley, that's probably not even where you really are. That's where you were two months ago. You're now reaping that from two months ago, but what you're doing right now is what's going to determine whether you go into a peak or into a valley. Because when you feel like you're in a peak, you're not actually in a peak, you were in a peak two months ago that is just now manifesting itself. When you go through a time frame when you had absolutely no business going on, or you go through one where you have no business going on, that doesn't mean you're in a valley. It means you were in a valley 30, 60 days ago. What you do right now determines whether you're in a peak or whether you're in a valley, right? And so what we want to do is we want to start getting consistent by getting accountable. I mean, look, if it was as easy as telling you, just get consistent. 
Do you know how important consistency is? Consistency is all that matters. You can run three miles and feel good about yourself, but if you stop, it's never gonna do anything for your, your, your body but make you sore. But if you run three miles every other day over the course of a, of a year, you're gonna run over 500 miles and now that's, and I can give you all of that consistency, consistency, consistency jargon, and by the way, it's all true, right? But I can't just tell you to get consistent because if it was just a matter of telling you to do something, then why don't we just tell ourselves to do a lot of things? The only way you're going to get consistent is by getting accountable, right? And there are a few different ways to get accountable. The obvious one, which I'm not really going to go into now, is by getting a coach. That's what a coach does. A coach forces you to be accountable because you know you have to answer to them. And they're keeping you on that track of that blueprint they've created for you, no doubt. But the other way that you get accountable is with staffing. You literally get accountable by putting other pieces around you that you are now accountable to. I mean, guys, I'm doing this podcast right now because, you know, Nicole from my office, who's sitting across the table from me, I, I, was, in, I was in Springfield. Uh, I was driving across and, and literally showering and heading to the airport to fly to uh, uh, Nashville right now. And that's where I'm heading in, like, as soon as I'm done with this. And Nicole is texting me and emailing me, like, got to get a podcast. I need you. You got to stop. We got to do a podcast. We have to have one come out. Like, it's not a negotiable thing. Like, we have to do a podcast. Like, it's now that we're on that weekly, we have to stay consistent because every week you guys expect content now. You expect the Jared James show to come out every other week and on the off weeks this to come out. And by having that staffing in place, it's literally her job to be like, Jared, you, you got to get this to me. Like, we have to make time. I know you're going straight over there, but you got to stop in. I'll have the equipment set up for you. Everything will be ready to go. You just tell me what time you're coming in uh, or tell me when you're on your way. I'll set it up and we'll get going. That is being held accountable according to the staff that is around me. It works in other areas too, right? When you have buyer's agents and you have an assistant and you have you know, a, a, transa and you have a transaction coordinator and you have all of these other kind of people around you, you feel accountable to stay consistent to keep them consistent. Because it's, it's funny how we will give up on ourselves or disappoint ourselves much easier than we will do it with somebody else. So if we need to make a certain revenue so that these other people have jobs and these other people are able to do the things that they need to do that, they, that, that help them achieve their dreams, that help them, we're going to work harder knowing that we're letting them down than if we're just a solo operation where we're going, eh, whatever, I'll get them next week. Get them next month. That's what happens when you live by yourself. And I don't mean live by yourself literally in your house. I just mean like you live in that world by yourself. You live in your own head. You live in, you know, that's what happens. You're not accountable, right? Another way that that happens uh, where you can do this is, and this was our last Jared James show on, on YouTube. And by the way, I am saying Jared James show and not Jared James Today show. We took the Today out. And I found out this week that that ticked off some of you, which I don't understand. But thank you for being... Um, you know, uh, so into that. Um, but, you know, my whole show was about transaction coordinators. You know, we now offer through our company, Jarja Media, transaction coordinators, and they're no-brainers. Like, you want to talk about staying consistent, you want to talk about having peaks and valleys, you know, if you're in this business, whether you're day one or day 20,001, uh, and you don't have a transaction coordinator, I think that's crazy. Meaning somebody who's an independent contractor, you pay a fee per transaction that they do for you. You only pay when they do a transaction for you. You only pay if the transaction closes, and that frees you up to do the things that you need to do to stay out of the valley.
you know, getting busy is one of the easiest ways to head into a valley. Because what we start to do, and we tell our students this, is we start to prioritize the management of current business over the creation of new business. And that is the easiest way to head into a valley. And it's funny because when you don't have a transaction coordinator, you know, the, the thing that makes you great at being, you know, selling real estate or just sales in general is also what makes you not great at managing the transaction. They're two different personality types, right? And so all of that time you're spending, all those hours behind the scenes managing the behind the scenes parts of the transaction, you know, remember whenever you do something, it's not just that you're doing something, it means you're, you're not doing something else. And so those hours that you're spending managing behind the scenes are not only hours that you're spending managing the transaction, they're hours that you're not spending creating new transactions. And what do we say before? Peaks and valleys at the current moment are not the times that you're in peaks and valleys, it's what you were at 30 to 60 days ago. So all of you listening need to get a transaction coordinator. Whether you uh, do that through us, you know, through Georgia Media, whether you do that through whoever you're doing it through, whether your office has one you love, you all should have a transaction coordinator. In today's world, that's like a non-negotiable. It's going to allow you to focus on the things you need to do to grow your business. And when you're doing more transactions, you'll pay them more because there's more transactions. And when you're slow and you're in that valley, you won't pay a dime because it's only paid per transaction. Okay, So that's something that you want to think about. Because that, I, I want to I say that point again I said before, which is so important. I kind of brushed over it. But this is something really that should be on the walls of, of so many of your, you know, your offices and where you work and you know, on, your, on your phone, the wallpaper. Like, focus on the creation of new business. Prioritize the creation of new business over the, the management of existing business. And I know that is difficult, guys. Like... I know that, that you, know, you just want to take care of your people and you know, you're control freaks. And you want to be a part of every single thing that goes on and you need to be. I get it. I do, guys. I come from the same type of personality, but you will never, ever grow. You will never reach the level of potential that you were given on this earth if that is how you're operating, right? Just because you do something naturally doesn't mean that that's the way it should be done. So you say, well, that's just how I am. Guys, if I just acted on how I felt all the time, you know, I'd be 950 pounds because everything I walk by looks good to eat, right? But we can't act on every urge we have, everything we think about, every whatever. We have to have some bit of control and we've got to take those, those, those talents and we've got to take uh, uh, those abilities we have and we've kind of kind of narrow them in and hone them in and use them to our best abilities, right? Like a, like a superhero that has got to learn how to, how to use their superpowers, okay? So don't use the excuse that this is how I am. This is how God made me. This is, you know, whatever. That doesn't, that doesn't work. And, you know, when we're talking about peaks and valleys from a, from a practical standpoint, you got to pre- plan properly too. There's seasonalities in every business. Sometimes you're not in a valley. It's just Christmas, you understand? Like sometimes, you know, you're not in a peak. It's just spring season. You didn't really have that much to do with it, which is kind of a shame. We have to, from a, from a practical standpoint, start to plan according to those seasonalities. Because if you don't understand, for example, if, if you're prior, prioritizing your lifestyle on temporary results, you're going to feel like you're in a valley quite often, Okay. So if, if you're going through a busy season and you're doing a lot of deals and you're doing a lot of whatever and, and so now you're just going crazy, buying everything, spending it all, as quick as it comes in is as quick as you spend it and you're doing that, what's going to happen is, is that later on, 
even when you're not in that much of a valley, but it just slowed down from that peak season, you're gonna start to feel like you're in a valley because you put so much pressure on yourself mentally because you didn't prepare properly financially. And you made decisions, you prioritized your lifestyle back in the peak according to those temporary results that you knew were seasonal. You knew that when it became winter and whatever, you weren't gonna do as much business as you did when it was warmer out. Like you knew this was gonna happen, but we didn't plan properly. And so many of those peaks and valleys, they're absolutely real, but they're also emotionally driven because we don't plan properly and we don't stay realistic uh, about the seasonalities of our business. So look, we've got to get very clear on what we want. We've got to be, we've got to be willing to start over. I just talked to a guy um, within our system that literally broke apart his whole team and he's starting it all over because based on the new model we're releasing, he's like, I'm doing this wrong. Like, this is the way to do it. And I'm just going to start fresh. I'm going to pull the bandaid. You got to be willing to do that. Don't make excuses for the way you do something when you know it's not the greatest way to do it. And you're looking at, yeah, but if I go and do it the right way now, I'm going to have this pain point and it's not going to, there's going to be some, some trouble and there's, it's going to be uncomfortable. Yes. But then it leads to, to brighter days. If you stay doing things the way you are when you know they're not right, it's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be whatever forevermore. There is no fix. Like don't only go for solutions that have no issues involved. Don't only go after solutions that have no pain points, that have no uncomfortable moments, that doesn't hurt anybody, that doesn't, that's not how good change happens, right? So, so we need to know what we want and we need to not be afraid to completely start over. We need to start getting consistent by getting accountable. And that means by getting a coach, that means by getting the right people around you from a staffing perspective that starts with a TC, that starts with a transaction coordinator and then grows from there. And now those people start to hold you accountable because you think, oh, I hold them accountable. They hold you accountable as well if you're doing it right. Okay, if you're just building a kingdom where you just tell everybody what's going on and you just hold everybody accountable, then chances are you're still not gonna get the most out of yourself, right? Uh, um, when, you, when you have the humility to understand that, yeah, you may be the boss, you may be whatever, but these people hold you accountable too. You are accountable to them. That's the kind of leader I'd wanna follow. Don't you think that's the kind of leader you'd wanna follow? Who wants to follow a know-it-all? Who wants to follow someone who never thinks they're wrong? Who wants to follow somebody who's, right? That doesn't mean you're not smart. That doesn't mean that you, that it just means that you're, you're humble enough to understand that I may be wrong here, or I do need to be accountable to them. I do need to make sure I do what I need to do on a consistent basis to help these, uh, to make sure these people are able to achieve their goals too, that it's not just me. We do need to learn to focus on the creation of new business uh, over the management of existing business. That will help you stay out of those valleys. We do need to understand that when you're in a peak or a valley, you may not actually be in a peak or valley at that moment yourself. It means that's what you were 30, 60 days ago. So what are you doing now to make sure that you've got nothing but, but peaks uh, uh, coming, in, uh, coming ahead? And from a practical standpoint, we've got to plan properly because mentality, mental is such a huge part of what makes you feel like you're in a peak or a valley. And when you don't plan properly and understand the seasonalities of any business, sometimes you feel like you're in a valley and, you, and your mind convinces you that you're in a valley. When you're not in a valley, you just didn't plan properly. And so keep these things in mind when you're going through, because there's always going to be some. We manage them. We manage peaks and valleys. They're always going to be there. We manage them, though. We can definitely get to a point 
where they don't have the same effect on us and we can definitely get more consistent. Thanks for listening to my podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, there's a few things that I'd like you to do. Subscribe, share this with someone you know that you think would also benefit from it. Leave a review on the platform that you're listening on. And do me a favor, go over to connectwithjared.com. Connect on all the platforms I'm on, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, YouTube, all these places. And do me a favor, leave me a message. Let me know what you enjoyed about the episode. And more importantly, let me know what you'd also like to hear about moving forward. 